Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Tora Radio Show here on uh, RadioLeMans.com. Hashtag RS1. I'm Matt Hunter, as usual. <sighs> Never get bored of that. And alongside me is Mr. Ben Williams. Hello, I'm Ben Williams, as usual. And returning <laughs> returning from Mr.'s distance um, and real life, Mr. Lewis Satley. Hello, I'm back. Yes, let's not make this any more awkward than it already is. And here's Lewis Satley, as usual. Yeah, um, that's and, me. And from somewhere in the mid-Atlantic, still trying to uh, grapple his way towards America, it's Mr. Jordan Groves. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jordan Groves, as usual. <laughs> Dr. Groves didn't I presume? On... <laughs> oh, yes, Dr. Groves, I presume. Uh, so, so, so is... dear listener, we are unusual. we are unusually as usual. Unusually usual. Yes. Welcome to the Tory Radio Show, where we do occasionally talk about sim racing news. That's a new record, right? We're only one minute in. No, we, last month we were off the rails within 10 seconds. I was going to say, we've been on shows where we haven't even made it through the first introduction, and already we're ripping man a new one. But that's okay. every show. Almost. <laughs> off the rails more than a Southern Rail timetable. Um... On the show tonight, that's a English transportation joke for you. A little British um, joke for you there. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was, I'm American, I don't get it. I was at least a bit of a No, he's let me down. Um, yeah. On the show tonight, there is actually quite a lot of um, sim racing news. Well, sort of. Quasi-sim racing news. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, dear listener, we had, uh, the week before Lamar, we had um, E3. Uh, which seems to be the traditional date for the um, the expo over in LA nowadays. Uh, no Sony there uh, for the first time, I think, ever actually, um, which gave uh, Microsoft a good opportunity to uh, take the lead and really sort of grab the show by the horns and and other metaphors that meant it did well. Um, guys, what do we think of the uh, the Microsoft uh, conference, Ben? I'm going to be honest. The only reason I watch E3 usually is because I want to find out about Forza games. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Um, I do occasionally like to watch for other gaming news. Um, there are other games that I do play, but none that really should be mentioned on this show. Not because they're bad, but because they're completely not racing related. <laughs> That's great. What can I say? Anyway, um, but no, I, I was fully. Ex- whenever there's a Microsoft thing at E3, they're going to mention Forza just because they have a tendency to announce cars and things at E3 with Forza. It's kind of a thing that happens. Like, for instance, when they announced Forza 7 back in, I'm going to say 2017. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they introduced the Forza the latest Porsche GT2 um, when they did that. So it's a tendency to happen um, for Forza 4, I want to say. It was the next um, updated, the Audi R8s, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, you're, you're asking me to remember way too far back, man. <laughs> I've slept since then. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've been to one too many Sebring since then, okay? Promising stop. Um, I mean, of course, the one thing, I mean, obviously, no real major Forza things, as you, as you sort of in, said there. Um, bit disappointing, I guess. But we did get the Lego add-on, which is fine, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, though what we did get, and of course we know what this means, potentially, is the news of Project Scarlet, which just makes me go into sort of a Jerry Anderson 1960s TV show mindset. No, it's Captain Scarlet. Oh no, wait a minute. No. Yeah, it was. Frankly, <laughs> Scarlet? I don't There's no bad place to go, so. 
We're announcing, we're announcing Project Scarlet. Do 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 do. I was waiting for the Scarlet Witch to come out, but that didn't happen. No. Um. I, anyway. I, I kind anyway, of thought, um, I thought it was going to be more news on it. I, I, I thought we'd have a full spec, a bit like when they released news on the uh, Project Scorpio Xbox One X. On it, um, I, I think it's a little too early, just because um, Project Scarlet is like the new Xbox. It's only um, a year they, out, though. Yeah, but the One X was a um, update to the current Xbox One. This is the this is the new Xbox yet to be named. Whether they're going to start calling them Xbox Scarlets or something like that, I don't know. You but, will be able to get a Project Scarlet edition of whatever this becomes called. You just know it. Probably, yeah, yes. Yeah, I if, do it, have... actually, Ben's right. Actually, if you think about it, when they launched the Xbox One... But way back when, mm. uh, it was like a year out then, and they didn't really say mon- much of the specs. So, because it's a whole new console, they're probably a little bit more unsure or cagey say, about it. Well, you if, you, that, if but... you look at the the whole conference that they did, sorry to cut you off there, no, man. No, no, if fine. you look at the whole conference that they did, it was more about the games that they have coming out right now. And if you think about it, before the new console comes out, we got a whole nother E3 that's going to happen. That is true. So more than likely what I'm seeing is or thinking that they're going to do if I was some sort of marketing genius, which I'm not, but I'm going to sound like one here in a minute, is that the E3 before your launch, that's when you always, always, always promote your next biggest and greatest thing because then you're really encouraging the hype to come up, especially whenever you're six months out when it's coming up to the holiday season when it's going to come out. Yeah. And not to mention all the different titles that they can announce that are going to go along with said console. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if you watch the next year's Xbox console or Xbox conference. They're going to talk about the new console, what its actual name will probably be, which won't be Scarlet, I'm guaranteeing that. And all the different games that are going to come out, which leads us into a certain announcement that was made by Dan Greenwald at E3. Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's a professional segue. That's a nice segue. Yes. Wow. What? What? What are you? Well, I couldn't sound completely show? professional. I am amateur at radio here. <laughs> I did. George, and... Storm, what was the announcement? Well, the announcement was well. Actually, a couple a couple of months ago, did we not get confirmation, like rough confirmation, that the team behind Forza Seven were slowly transferring over to quote the next title? We did indeed. Well, during E3, Dan Greenwalt finally said the words. Forza 8 or the next motorsport or whatever it was Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was that confirmed and then they made another announcement that Forza 8 would not be coming out this year as the usual schedule kind of goes with usually it's every other year for a motorsport game and then the years in between Horizon games so they did confirm that Forza Motorsport 8 will be uh, not this year most likely next year which means it'll be a launch Mm -hmm. game for Project Scarlet Mm-hmm. Which would get, which indicate, indicate a holiday, <laughs> which would indicate a a holiday, holiday twenty twenty. Yes, hmm. seems logical. I have conversation about this. Go on, conversate. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm relieved that Forza Eight isn't coming out this year. Absolutely. Um, mainly because, for several reasons. First of all. The Forza community feels kind of burned right now. Um, through all of the trials and tribulations that we've had with Forza 7, um, where the racing people who use Forza as racing like we do feel like, well, I say feel, this is fact, that Horizon 4 is getting better racing vehicles than Forza Motorsport 7 is, because, I mean, for Horizon 4 just got the freaking, uh, what was it? TVR something. I can't remember what it was. I can't. Anyway, mm. basically, cars that should be on motorsports are going over to Horizon, and then we end up with minivans. The M- and a lot the, of fans. The, the MC12 Squadra Corsa is a good example of that as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of the racing fans feel jaded about that. Yeah. Um, they also feel jaded because it seems like every other Forza kind of falls flat on its face. Um, Forza 5 was a launch title with the Xbox One. Turned in themselves said that it was a misstep and that it wasn't very good. So, and it well, they is... actually came out and said that. Yes, they have. 
Um, wow, I don't ever I recall hearing that. So okay, not, now I've got a little bit more. Forza Five is the game that I usually refer to on this show as the Forza that this show might be named. Um, yes, the only yeah. th- good thing that came out of Forza Five was the Tour IndyCar series. That's about it. That's true. Do you, do you remember the the old saying? I don't know you, you will because some of you aren't as geeky as me. That um, all the the all the odd all the odd Star Trek films are bad ones and only the even ones are good. It seems like it's exactly the same for Forza's. <laughs> Because Forza Weirdly, 2 was have, really yeah, good. Forza, was... <laughs> Forza 4 was good. Forza 6. Forza 6 was very good. So yeah. Forza 8, in theory, should be good. Yes. However, Everyone it's a remembers launch Star title. Trek Nemesis. God. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, can we get back welcome to Simracing, Welcome to Forza they, Motorsport Nemesis. They need to get back Nemesis. to what Forza 4 was, if you ask me. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, as many people have pointed out, Forza 4 is pretty much the pinnacle of the Forza franchise, where it pretty much they got everything right. Yeah, um, there did. wasn't any brain game breaking issues. There wasn't any um, lengthy times where we couldn't use the game because it was broken. Um, we didn't have to cancel series because a crucial element of those series um, couldn't be used, mm. like pit lanes. Yeah. I am reforced recording, um, referring to Tascar earlier this year where I had to delay it a month because they broke the pit lane. Digressing. Um, <laughs> but Forza 8 being a launch title still concerns me, though, because they've always struggled with launch titles because they're focusing on the wrong thing. Um, Forza 5 was very visual-focused. It wasn't really necessarily gameplay-focused. Mm. Although and, what I will say is, it was, was it, I'm, good, I'm, I'm sure someone will correct me, but Forza 5, whilst it was um, a bit short on content initially... They did at least add tracks. You ended up with Spa. You ended up with the Nurburgring. That is true. Coming in, we've had, but we've, uh, Forza... we've had no tracks at all. We've had no tracks. No, and I don't expect to get any more tracks just because they've said the team have moved on to Forza Eight. So I expect that we'll get probably the odd spotlight car and maybe a new pack. No, 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 no. I mean for Forza Eight. I, I, I'm. Oh, my, my fervent hope is that we actually get new tracks mm-hmm. we you know which, which i would imagine we would uh with the increase we haven't gone a single forza title where we haven't had at least one new circuit albeit Ooh. it's either fantasy fantasy well, or real life right well, fantasy, what i was right, cut fantasy out of it real yes. tracks, not, then, then real no we track, haven't no real tracks year on year forza 7 had none yeah no yeah forza 7 one. has not had and ex- Forza 7 has not had an expansion pack when um, Forza 6 had the Porsche expansion pack where we got, oh, 20 odd Porsches and VIR, and the Tascar pack where we got Homestead Speedway and I want to say nine Tascar or oh. NASCARs, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, they have. The... Oh, wait, no, more than nine. We have nine they now. Have, have 24 is a lot more. They had the opportunity with, um, with the IndyCar add on to chuck a few extra tracks in. Oh, it would have been brilliant, yeah. But it's just like, why? But at the same time, if if we do the IndyCar add-on, what track do you add in with the IndyCar add-on? Mid-Ohio. That would have oh, been lovely, but Barbara. sadly it never would have happened. No. Um, also, just side note. Or Belle Isle, you know, either or. Yeah, side no, note. No, not Belle Isle, shut up. Why did they <laughs> give us a pace car version of the ZR1 vet, but didn't give us the actual ZR1 vet? Just, eh, I'm not so ma- it, mad about that because well, um, it's it's just things like that where okay they obviously have the license for it but you can't take the lights off so it's permanently a pace car yeah but which I wouldn't is good for us but if you want to drive well, maybe, well, let me finish my thought if you want to necess- if you want to drive the ZR1 Corvette without the lights you can't so whenever you race it you always have these lights on the top of your is car it, is it in Horizon? Yes, it is. Light. Yes, the road car. Well, road. there you go then. Problem solved. <laughs> in my ideal world, there would be no road cars in Forza Motorsport. <laughs> I right. See, we've got, well, we've got to make this. We've got to make this abundantly clear. Right? We are not against road cars in motorsport. Road cars. No, we aren't. And the conversion thereof the... to race cars is exactly what Forza is about. It's what Forza that is. is exactly why I bought Forza was yes. because I wanted to race classic muscle cars, mm. and Forza was the only game that let me do that. That wasn't Need for Speed, yeah. and they're 
freaky handling models. No, don't don't, don't like say that. that word. Don't, no, we we don't include those words. But what we, we don't, 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 we don't need is is a, is a flotilla <laughs> of pointless SUVs. We don't need mm. cars from Fallout. We don't need cars from Halo. We don't need cars. Uh, we don't need beach buggies. We don't need uh, any of the pointless paraphernalia that they throw at us thinking that oh well these are weird and wacky and they'll love driving these around the racetracks no because that's not can what the motorsport is about can that's i add another part to that list hmm. we don't need a convertible that you can't take the roof off oh, oh. this is the third show in a row that he's gone on about this <laughs> i it's a valid point. You tell a Mopar guy, hey, we're going to give you a 70 Cuda convertible, but you can't take the roof off of it. That's like saying, um, what's a good comparison? I'll think of one. That's like saying, hey, you can have a Jaffa cake, but there's no jam in it. Good jam? Or marmalade. Marmalade. <laughs> well, it's orange, isn't it? I, I'm trying to be British, but it's not working. You can have a jammy charger. You. you can have a jammy charger, but you can't have jam in it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. You can have a jelly donut, but you what? can't have any jelly in it. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Suffice to say, we'd like to point out, we'd like to point out to our good friends at Turn Ten that whilst we sound like we are ranting, we are ranting because we are passionate about the game. We are passionate about what it should be, what it could be. Mm-hmm. And we just want it to be the best game that it can be. And when you're seeing basically the full class of GTD cars appearing on a mobile game, <laughs> that does rather great. Or especially, GPIs. Especially when, especially when um, the uh, the head of uh, Xbox has turned around and said that um, pretty much all the main studios have been given a blank check to, to produce the game that they really, really wanted to produce. So... With that in mind, Forza 8, there is no excuse at all. Yeah. Anyway. I have one more thought. Well, well here's the other thing. Topics. Go ahead, well, Lewis. Hey, one, then one I'll more finish thing on what Matt just said. If they have been given a blank check to create the game that they want, and or the game that they should create, I should say, and it's another one of these cookie-cutter games that we get like this, that we currently have, that should tell you right then and there on how they feel about the customer. If that's the case, me, because they have every opportunity to go around and get all the detail of these cars that everybody's asking for, and if they don't deliver on them, then what's that say? Well, here's they the don't thing, care though. about you. They care yeah. about what they make, and it's their game, and you're going to play it how they want you to, that's here's not the, the way that you want to. Here's anyway, the thing, then. though. They said in the last Forza Monthly, um, right after E3, that they're going to be talking to the community about Forza 8. Turn ten. I'm just going. That means to there's going to be nothing but road out. cars because that's all the community wants is road cars. I'm just going to be flat out just self promotion for a second. Tora is one of your longest running community based series. We've been running 24 hours of Le Mans for nine. We've run tw- nine 24 hours of Le Mans. We've done countless other endurances. We've done countless other series. We've done countless other races. We know what we're doing. Talk to us. We're motorsport fans. We have very similar goals. Um, making people interested in motorsports. Bringing in gamers and getting them interested in the motorsports. I was motorsport fan adjacent, but I didn't get really into it until I started playing Forza games. I was a car guy. I was a motorsports guy. Now I'm both. So if you want to talk <laughs> to the community, contact us. You have our contact information. Um, we've talked in the past um, we want to be involved. We want to be involved with Forza 8 in some shape, way, or form. Can we isolate there, the done. audio and put it on Twitter? Because that was amazing. That was absolutely <laughs> amazing. I enjoyed that. I, I, anyway, I, I kind of like the mini South Park bit there with the whole, can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> I respect my authority. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> anyway. anyway so, uh, we went, so we went from that impassioned speech straight into insanity. <laughs> Forza Horizon Lego Speed Champions were launched in <laughs> <laughs> yes. E3. What's okay. really what's really annoying is actually I didn't dis I don't dislike it. I actually Yeah. I I, I said the same thing. I could do with more yeah. cars. Uh, well that are Lego. Yeah, well more more Lego cars is always not a bad thing. Um I will say the same thing I said when they announced it. I didn't like the idea of the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon 3. Yeah. They proved me wrong. Yeah. 
they're welcome to prove me wrong again. And they have. Good. They certainly have. Just because... Yeah. Even the, the silly little sound effects that, that actually the, the sound, sound like no, Lego is just... The silly little sound effects, that's what makes it for yeah. me. Because have it's you... the same sound effect that you get in Lego games. Or indeed, have you guys noticed that when you change gear, Lego films? when you change gear, it makes a Lego clicking noise? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. Have... Does it? I didn't yeah. check that. <laughs> I think it's only off. if you're on cockpit view. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bits fall off as whole bits of Lego, which is just... So, I, yeah, and then you have I honestly have not fired up the game for this part yet, but what is the engine noise? The engine noises are the same as normal cars, yeah. yeah. So, so the, it's essentially, it's Lego have... cars, but they've got, like, the Forza physics and engine noises and all of that, but just with, yeah. like, added gear clicks of being Lego, bits falling off, stuff like that. Yeah, Wegrounds okay. has said that it basically, the three different Lego models, so we have the Senna, the Mini Cooper, and the F, 40 have basically the same performance as the cars that they're based off of majority in game to begin with mm. so rumored to be another McLaren... there's, there's rumored to be a porsche has a barn find somewhere isn't there? That they have oh, yeah, there is. rumored that there are going to be several new ones now i seem to remember somewhere that they confirmed that because all all of the sets that they include in the game are real speed mm. champion sets i own a couple of them and one of them that I heard was being brought in was the NASCAR Camaro that they released earlier this year in Lego form. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there's this thing about the Porsche, which is going to be a new speed champion set in the next couple of months. So that would be good timing if they brought it into the Forza game. Uh, but then, like, where do you stop? You could get the 919. Uh, you could get the, the Ford, Ford GT. GTLMs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'd, l- I'd the, love to see them just Which one of the 919, though? There's two different The Dodge Demon. Anyway, suffice Sorry, to say, actually... Still I completely killed Lewis's question. Having just, having just said everything that we've just said, the Lego is actually quite good. Um, it's very... However, uh, in a couple of days, we have the next Forza Monthly. Uh, tune in on your favourite streaming channel mm-hmm. um to follow that i think it's on, the, it's on the first or the second it's the first it's the first. first so a couple of so a couple of days time um alarmingly <laughs> the picture that they use for this inevitably ends up being something that appears in a game um and alarmingly there's there's no other way of putting it, it, it it's a tractor it's a modified it tractor. tractor. It's um, it now, now. It will be good if it's in the right game. Yeah. I don't want to race tractors. A little, a little exactly. Infrared. Just side note here. It's not just a tractor. It is the tractor that we saw Matt LeBlanc drive on Top Gear. Yes, and it appears to so, be relating to a, a potential Top Gear expansion. Well, DLC pack. Yeah. So which. We already have one of Forza Seven, so I. Th- it's got to be Horizon. Surely. It's got to be Horizon. Surely, it makes Horizon. so much sense with the UK setting yeah. of Horizon. So. And here I thought that the next Forza Horizon expansion pack was going to be Farming Simulator Twenty. <laughs> There's an ambitious crossover. You thought Lego was good. Yeah. <laughs> wait till you plow the fields of England with this. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, Theresa May? <laughs> Just wandering and through we're the field. Let's move on. Anyway. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so F1. What's the most naughtiest thing you've ever done? Yes, let's talk about F1. Uh, yes, F1 2019. Now we can. I think we can. We can actually say that um, Jordan, you've had quite a lot of access to this. Um. So you've been getting yes, to grip. You've been getting that, to grips yes, the with, embargo uh, is lifted now, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been getting to uh, grips with uh, F1 2019, which launched just a couple of days ago on the 25th. If you uh, earn the Legends Edition. If you, yes. If not, then you're a peasant and you have to wait until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wait, anyway. wait, wait, wait a minute. They gave you a early access, but they didn't give you the. No, they gave me beta access. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I played the uh, closed beta. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so suffice to say, you've had experience with F1 2019 before many, well, the rest of us at least, because uh, <laughs> I too am poor. Uh, <laughs> thoughts? Well, from the beta, because obviously we've seen uh, all, all the content creators got early access and have been uploading 
years and years of footage over the last couple of days. For, but from what I played in the beta, everything looked very positive. Uh, even though it was a beta, the graphics definitely a step up. Mm. So much detail, e- even compared to last year's game, which wasn't exactly ugly. No. Um, very good. The handling, excellent. Um, minute differences, obviously, this year they have the for- real Formula One cars have a little bit less aero. That felt translated into the game. Um, the AI, again, albeit a work in progress, drove really well. Um, they actually seemed improved over last year where they would kind of ignore where you were. Um, so, yeah, from the beta, everything looked good. And then that's only been reinforced by what we've seen from the content creators so far. Um, lots of good stuff added in. The AI behaving a lot better. Uh, the AI can be a lot harder in previous years. I know a lot of people got to the maximum level of AI and were beating them. So it's good that it's taken another step up. Uh, there was the addition of driver transfers, which has been yes. long awaited. Yeah, this is what mode. I'm excited about. Very good, because obviously, like the career mode, for those of you who don't know, you start off doing um, a very limited series of free races in Formula 2. Mm. And uh, the three um, fictional drivers, yourself and uh, two others, uh, in the series all move up to Formula 1 with you. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so they are free to move to any team that they want. So, for example, I think uh, the uh, annoying AI driver in it who wins the championship, if if you don't, uh, he can go to like Red Bull or something. Uh, and then you, they all have the ability to move around to different teams. But so do the official drivers. So you, I, I've seen a screenshots of Hulkenberg in a racing point, uh, just to name one example. So it looks like... Uh, potentially to a full extent the entire grid can move around seats which is fantastic i think that's a long overdue feature because if you look at any race or sports game actually whether regardless what it is um they always have teams that are set for or they always have players that are on a certain team to start out the game because that's what they're licensed on to be with at the start and then they just jump around it Every which way, especially on FIFA. I think you can go from, uh, was it, basically from MLS over to the Premiership, simply off its free agency. So I think it's kind of a good move to do, and it's well past due. Definitely, definitely. No, it's really good. Yeah, it is really good. They're adding all these sort of little extra extra details in that um, just brings it, it more It makes the life. immersion so much better because mm. now it's a lot like real life as well, so. And I think also that from uh, an article I read that also extends to mid-season swaps. So if a driver's performing yes. really badly, they can, absolutely right. You might find that see them kicked out and replaced by either the test driver or I don't know somebody else, which is quite cool. Um, so that's pretty. I think it's pretty interesting. It's, it's going to be um, very cool getting to grips with it. I've actually I've watched a couple of videos from uh, uh, Jimmy B. Also, he does quite a lot of uh, the uh, Code Masters videos. And uh, he did a, a Formula 2 race at Monaco in the wet uh, from the cockpit view. And off the start, that was impossible to see. Yeah, like, you just couldn't see anything, could you? Which it's is amazing. Yeah, which is... And some people will complain and say, oh, this is terrible. How am I supposed to drive this? That's the point. That's the point, yeah. That's it's point slowly moving to. more and more into... Uh, well, let's use the horrible term that I never like to use. It's moving away from Simcade. Mm. and now kind of getting closer and closer to being more like a sim. Obviously, it will never be a true sim, like right. iRacing or Assetto Corsa or something oh like that. God, but... said it. <laughs> Come on, now you knew I was going to no. say the word iRacing at least once in this no, stream. No, no, she's become one of those <laughs> That streams <people>. podcast. Um, <laughs> I've become one of the master yeah. race. But no, yeah, it's, it's good to see Formula One embracing the versatility of being available for all kinds of people to play but then also having the realistic features that will keep diehard racing fans uh, mm. entertained. Absolutely. Yes, really, really good stuff. Uh, also, there's news on the F1 Esports Championship, I believe. Yeah, a little bit of it. Uh, obviously, they've started the events uh, to qualify for the F1 Esports Championship that will be taking place later this year. Uh, later this year, yeah, obviously on F1 2019. And... Um, People who listened to the show last year will know that during last year's F1 Esports Championship, the um, uh, F1 teams all got involved in the F1 Pro Draft, where the teams would actually 
pick drivers to represent them throughout the whole F1 Esports Championship, except Ferrari. Well, now Ferrari have finally woken up, uh, seen what year it is, and um, have joined the field for F1 Esports, which is very good. You, you, you mean it's not the 1950s anymore? Yes, yeah, they've emerged from the land where you usually talk from, and um, <laughs> and now they've finally acknowledged that uh, esports exists, which is fantastic. And they've created an F- uh, Ferrari esports team, I believe, that will compete in other championships as well as the F1 esports championship. So, no, yeah, it's it's good to see Ferrari finally getting on board with it. You call in from your car one show. <laughs> Still remains my highlight of of the so, all of the so shows. So, dear listener, for those who are wondering about th- this whole running joke, is that a uh, one time Ben called in from his car and he sounded like he was literally from the 1950s, and we had him do a whole bunch of racing commentary from that sounded like he was from the 1950s. Well, setting up for the show today, we had a repeat performance that Ben was inside of his car, and we were just laughing our tails off, all setting up for the show. Unfortunately, we could not bring you any of that coverage today, but I'm sure it'll return at some point. <laughs> Probably. We've also seen, uh, and this is a weird one, because I have to say, I, I, when I saw this news um, from uh, the Nürburgring last weekend, uh, my my response was, you mean it's not already? Uh, rain is in, Gran, here. is in Gran Turismo Sports. Um, and yeah. I have to say, because they, they were racing, or certainly the race I saw was at the A. Oh, God, the A1 thing. The Red Bull Ring. Sorry. <laughs> Bloody hell, what year is this? It's 1998. <laughs> <laughs> the world is okay. We... I was only 10. <laughs> Shut I was 10. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was slightly more than that. Uh, I was 9. Actually, no, 98. I was, I was 7. Four, I was 14. Um, Bloody anyway. hell. Um. Shut up. Old man. Yeah. Anyway. Tell us about ring. your old times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us a story, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the A1 ring. <laughs> tell, us about the ancient, tell us about the ancient days with dialogue well, internet, Grandpa. Long uh, before anyway, the Red yes. Bull ring, yes. but yes. after the Osterreich ring, yes. we had the A1 ring. <laughs> so Gran Turismo's ring, so, yeah, yeah. is that what you said? It looks really good. <laughs> I watched I watched one of the uh one of the championship races from uh, the Nürburgring uh, that weirdly took place on the Red Bull Ring um and it looked really good um very cool mm-hmm. indeed they've also added a couple more cars nothing really of import uh, this mm-hmm. time um but very cool indeed um and I mean, a random um uh, one off circuit yes dare I say it I think their rain physics looks better than Forza Motorsport 7s. Is that That's not that, exactly saying. Well, that that I say that Forza 7 doesn't really have rain physics. But then again, Forza has, 7 has better has rain physics than I racing. It has the puddles the size of small European countries yeah. and tires that magically transform the slicks to wet tires. Yeah. When we say small European countries, are we talking like Liechtenstein or are we talking like. Mad- <laughs> Okay, that's the new standard measurement of, okay, of puddle so sizing. Okay, so writing that one down. There is a Ecolo- ecologists like to measure the amount of Amazon rainforest that disappears each year or something by referring to it as the size of whales. So, there is a well, YouTuber that I am subscribed to, a racing YouTuber, who is one of the few racing YouTubers that I'm subscribed to. Yeah. Um, the channel's name is Fell Race, and he refers to the puddles in oh, okay. it. Seven as the puddle of doom, yeah. the puddle of doom. The so that, that doesn't sound ominous at all. The no, not puddle. at all. Um, just be actually just as a segue. We're speaking about um, YouTubers. Uh, former staff member and friend of the show Dan Austin's has started his own uh, YouTube channel. So I just can't remember what he actually calls it now. Because it's AMR it not... Daniel, isn't it? AMR Daniel. Yes, that's right. AMR Daniel on YouTube. Head over to his channel. Uh, if you're suffering from uh, Le Mans, um, well, we're all suffering from Le Mans fatigue, but if you're suffering from Le Mans withdrawal symptoms, for reasons we'll discuss in a minute, <laughs> um, then head over to his channel because he's done a fantastic video with his favourite uh, and uh, most successful tourer uh, car, the uh, the lower Aston Martin uh, at the Sars, trying to beat a time 
Uh, now he's got his wheel set up and, and he's done some other videos as well. Mm -hmm. So do head over to his channel. Um, that's uh, AMR Daniel. And um, and check his videos out. He's uh, he's uh, just getting into it, bless him. And uh, we're really pleased. We're really he's doing pleased. a really good job as well. Yeah, we're really pleased. You wouldn't think him. that he's only just uh, really started uh, getting going with it. Yeah, we're really yeah. pleased that he's sort of uh, getting involved with that because we know we know. Uh, I was gonna say it's good to see him back involved in something racing related because I will say he is missed over at Tor. Mm. Yeah. So so Dan, keep it up. Well done, chap. And uh, we'll um, we'll share the link to uh, the AMR vid. Uh, I've just referenced uh, in a moment as well. Um, other sim racing news. Can we talk about grid? We have not. So, yeah. Uh, so 35 minutes into the show and we're still talking about sim racing news. Ladies and gentlemen, a new record. Uh, ben, grid. Yes. Um, so grid is something I'm really looking forward to. Has announced the first 12 cars that we can expect during the grid game. Which we've already um, seen. Which you've already seen. It's the Corvette C7R, the Ferrari 4A GTE. Again, every sim racing title has the Ferrari 4A GTT, GTE, except Forza. Not that I'm bitter. Um, and the Porsche 911 RSR and GT. In the stock category, and I use stock loosely in this case, is the Chevrolet Camaro SSX, which I need to look up because that car seems familiar. A Chevrolet Camaro Z28 modified, a Dodge Challenger SRT modified, <laughs> uh, Ford Mustang Mach 1 modified, and a Pontiac Firebird modified. Um, when I say modified, um, considering what I've seen so far, it's modified is basically Trans Am spec, at least for the Firebird, which is basically looks like it's the counterpart to that car that raced in Trans Am back in the 70s. Oh, I was going to say, are we talking like 1960s, 1970s period it's, cars here, or are they the modern counterpart? Um, the Camaro Challenger, well, okay, the Challenger would be fairly new because it's SRT. Okay. Um, Camaro, I pick up on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Camaro is a toss-up because C28's own name's been carried on, but the Mach 1, I think, is the um, 6970 the era of Mustang. The one re was gone 60 seconds, I believe. Mm, that was 67. Okay. And that was a GT500. Nah, okay. I'll discuss um, that with you off topic. Anyway. Off topic. Anyway. Um, the Pontiac in question, Firebird in question is the 73 Firebird. But anyway, we're getting into the nitty gritty of really nerdy muscle car things and that's not what this show's about. My anyway, eyes, my eyes um, have rolled so hard they've actually just dropped out of my head, so I'm just searching for them. Now you know how I feel when you guys talk about bikes. Anyway, <laughs> um, in the touring category, we have the Audi RS3 LMS, which is the TCR car, the Volkswagen Golf GTI TCR, which is the TCR car, <laughs> and the Ford Focus TC2, which is the TCR car. So, so basically, got, so it's got... the touring car. Yeah, so they got three TCR cars and we got the Audi. Yes. Marvellous. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the in the tuner Shade. class, we have the Auto, the Auto Gallery Nissan Skyline GTR R32. You know, that old thing. Blimey. Yeah, so looking good so far. Mm. Grid has also shared some gameplay that I've seen um, at Brands Hatch. One in the Porsche RSR and another in the Corvette. And I'm a bit concerned about the handling that I'm seeing. It looks very... Slidey? It looks a little too much Grid 2 for my liking and mm. not as much Grid 1 is what I was hoping they would go do, for. Do you remember Do you remember when, I, when we talked about this in the last show and I said, I really fervently hope they don't go down the... Um, uh, the shift to mentality of adding a circus in the middle of uh, Brands Hatch. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they haven't they? done it. Yeah, you got all the balloons and stuff being released on the outside and, of the circuit. And the TV and... screen so damn large on the outside of Paddock Hill that actually nobody in the Paddock Hill grandstand would be able to see the circuit. <laughs> it's a little jarring, especially for those people who have actually been to the circuit. Because yeah. it's like, what on earth is this? This isn't Brands Hatch. Yeah. This is Glastonbury. 
Yes, it's a bit um. Mm. Uh, but it, no, you are, Ben. You are absolutely right. The the handling is a bit slidey. It's I'm, a bit slidey. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm. And I'm that going, concerns me. I'm going to hope that what we're seeing is something that's on a bit of a you know a sliding scale, and you can and you can mm -hmm. step up the um the the simulation aspect of the handling it, to something. A bit it more. also does say in giant orders work in progress. So yes. this might not what end up what we see anyway. But what I will say is visually not shabby. It's no, it's not. It, it well, it's a Codemasters nice. game. What do you expect? The thing I will say is with the Corvette, it's just a small technical thing. With the light clusters at the back, shouldn't they? Shouldn't the outer edges of the light clusters light up and not the big bits in the middle? So we've gone I real mean, niche now, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> because the, the freeze frame, the freeze frame from the video to which we are referring. The Corvette is breaking. It's a particular bit. Image. I, I appreciate this doesn't work very well on on radio. The Corvette is breaking for Paddock Hill Bend, and the middle of all the light clusters on the rear of the Corvette are all lit, but the outer edges aren't. And I'm pretty sure that's the wrong way round. Welcome Again, to the Torah Radio progress. Show, where we talk about the Corvette light clusters. <laughs> we can't, nerd. Shut up. <laughs> At least we'll hit the track on September 13th PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. So there you go. So you've got until <laughs> September to sort out their light clusters. Next story, please. Circuit Superstars, what's that about? Oh, it looks very good. It was it another game that was... It was one of the only racing games that was announced at E3, ironically. Yes. And um, we were just of, talking um, about... of Micro Machines V3. See, that's exactly why I'm excited for it. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a game being released uh, next year by Square Enix. I can't, don't know whether I'm pronouncing that yeah, wrong. Yeah. They're the ones who made the Avengers yeah. look really weird. Final um, Fantasy games. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a top-down uh, racer, which, according to them, has realistic phys a realistic driving model that newcomers and racing veterans alike can get a lot from. Now, genuinely, it does actually look quite good. Um, you can It's got multiplayer, so you can go wheel-to-wheel -wheel with your friends and stuff like that. It's got more pit, pit lane animations than Forza Motorsport has. So, I mean, that's already a plus. It wouldn't surprise me already if it had the entire GTE yeah. uh, class of cars. <laughs> seemingly every other game does. Do you, do you know It'll have the entire GTD <laughs> field as well. I've got to just double-check that this is the game i'm thinking of because it, really look, it looks really nice the art style looks really nice it I'm looks gonna, like one of those games that's I'm gonna going be to tell you now, time killer. i'm going to tell you now about a game that i i massively would love to see uh return Auto gather around kids it's time for uh another trip down memory lane with matthew hunter He's already told us about the A1GP in this episode. Yeah, true. Sure. Yeah, he's going. He's going forward a few years. <laughs> Auto Modelista, which was on the PS2, was a cell shaded um, racing game. Not Auto Modelista. Not dissimilar to Forza in the sense that there was lots of road cars and you converted them into race cars, and there were race cars in it as well. It was. So you're so you're Absolutely. telling me there are two racing games, one called Auto Modelista and one called Auto Mobilista. Right. Auto Modelista. <laughs> what are you on about? Auto... There's another game called Auto Mobilista. Oh right, no, this is Auto. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My head hurts. Auto... <laughs> Mine does now too. Auto don't feel bad. The Spider-Man meme. <laughs> it is literally the only cel-shaded racing game I have ever seen ever. And it is absolutely brilliant. And I really hope that that's not that's not very loud at all. Something just played in my head for some unknown reason. Um, so I'm going to ruin that and send it through the chat back to annoy everybody else. Uh, it's a brilliant game. And actually, do you know what? Something like that where it's actually... Cause this is. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I've seen that before, yes. Yes. So Circuit Superstars kind of brought back memories of that in a way because it's kind of yeah. slightly cartoony, but also slightly realistic in a bizarre kind of way um and yeah i, I just sort of thought do you know what actually some, if someone was to re-release auto modelista that would not be the worst thing in the world because it's just fun um now ben's going to roll his eyes now for two minutes but i'll quickly say uh... moto gp19 has finally oh, launched no. <laughs> uh, 
have unfortunately have yet have yet to play it. I will be playing it very soon. Um, everything looks a lot more positive uh, than the last game, which is good. Got to try and understand how on earth I'm going to drive the Moto E. Moto. Oh, is that definitely in the game? Moto E. Yes. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I might yeah. actually consider um, picking but, it up. Then. But they are actually—they are really trying to push the uh, esports element of it as well. So there's meant to be some um, quite interesting uh, private lobby options as well, including a race, yeah. di- race director mode, uh, which enables players to set race sessions and decide whether conditions to the track, basically like any other private lobby you've ever used. Right. Um, but you can do rider set <clears throat> rider penalties and blah 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 blah. Um, so that should actually be quite interesting. Um, I'm quite looking forward to try it, just to see how far they've moved it along now. So, so here's my question. Yes. About that, mm-hmm. is it like the old Namco games that Jeez. were on PlayStation Two? <laughs> Do you know? Uh, I. I'm sorry, I, but to me, those games are the bard for MotoGP games. When I played, because I obviously I used to play those, obviously. Uh, and it was the only the thing that used to blow my mind was Norikabe used to be in that, and he had long, long luscious hair, uh, which um, flowed out the back of his he- of his uh, crash helmet and bounced so, and bounced around. And they modelled that Namco actually modelled his hair <laughs> flopping around. Uh, so yeah, Auto GP three for that one actually had Dejiro Kato on it. Yeah. Um, Isn't it Namco that know? also model other? Uh, he was the probably going to be or he was the japanese prodigy for motorcycle racing who was probably going to be the next nori haga but better mm-hmm. and unfortunately yeah. he passed away i think it was actually for practice for suzuka for the season opener wasn't it yeah yes it was so, um because basically at that point the bikes had become Significantly more powerful than the circuit, organised than the circuit, kind of realised. So basically, bikes were having accidents at part of the cir- parts of the circuit, which they never thought would happen, and that's what unfortunately uh, happened to Kato. And um, yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's um, I having played not uh, eight, basing this off eighteen, I'd say yes, I I've thoroughly enjoyed eighteen and nineteen is a uh, is a is a good step forward, so I would say yes, it's now on par with with those. Okay, uh, well then I may give it a try because it's been a couple of years since I've given a MotoGP title. Oh, a no, good yeah, shot. if it's been a couple of years, yes, definitely, 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 give it a go. Uh, on the same sort of ilk, there is a new. If you hadn't had enough of riding around just the one circuit, uh, falling off virtually every two hundred meters, <laughs> like I do, um, there is a second Isle of Man TT game coming. Um, to electric boogaloo. This is why he's always late because Big Ben's developing it um, in, his, in his spare Still time between for the royalties. His... <laughs> in betwixt his normal job and this, mm-hmm. uh, no massive, no release date on that. Admit, but we'll presume some point in 2020. Um, so yes, that's good if you like the Iron Man. I did. Try the first Iron Man game and it was all right, but I, I won't. I, I'm very, I'm okay. The physics it. were, the physics need t- more work. I will say that. Yeah, and I rage quit more than once. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too difficult to control a bike. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all about the sim part of it, but whenever you literally have to counter lean with mm. a joystick and hit the brake at the same time, but you can't do the brake at the same time. Sidecar's and try hand. not to hit the. Co- Thing that would magically just pop up out of nowhere and wipe you right off the bike. Yeah, that that's a little bit too much. Sidecars were good though. Um, yes, they were. Mm, Sidecars were very good. Um. So there we go. With ten minutes left, we got tour news. <laughs> 50, Yay! Let's hurry up. Fifty minutes. Okay. Fifty minutes of sim racing news. We shall now move on to the tour news. A uh, quick update from the Le Mans Twenty Four Hours, uh, which took place the other weekend, Ben. Yes, um, this is the quick and dirty version of this story. Um, throughout the race, we witnessed something oddly similar, um, very much in the way that this year's Real Life 24 Hours of Le Mans, where we had basically one team destroying everyone in prototype and the GT battle being extremely close. 
that's what happened in our race too. Um, throughout most of the race, there were three to four cars all towards the top of GT um, that were all fighting it out. At one point, I can't remember which stint it was, all were within 100 feet of each other at the very end. And this continued on until the night, until we had some unfortunate disconnects and um, unfortunate other instances as well. But um, the winner, overall winner was the elusive Peugeot Sport PlayStation, um, Peugeot 908, car number one, uh, driven by well, drivers who drove and won the 24 Hours of Le Mans last year. Um, this one was Scottson, Europa, and Harmonic, three people that are no stranger to the show. Um, and second was SFM Competition, uh, which was the car driven by current staff member Ted Toker and um, featured former staff member Tyler Jones. Um, and in third was Tech Life Racing, um, who are all good friends of mine who we only ever see them for Wama, but when they do show up, they show up, as you can see. Um, both the SFM Competition and Tech Life cars were both the Audi R15 plus plus TDIs. Um, and down in the GT battle, we had SVR Purple, Aston taking the win in that class. Um, that car featured several members of SVR, um, Solar, the artist formerly known as, um, oh, what was this gamer tag before? Can't think of what it is. Um, Vortex. He's changed it a couple of times since then. Uh, look at the wrong point. Um, Guys, Vortex. he's playing himself. Somebody save him. Yeah, um, the artist, the, the driver for we know as Vortex, as well as Williams Rubiner and Williams Mitch. Again, no Miss Strangers to this show. Um, and third was the M3 by RZM, by Servilicious featuring RZM, um, which used to, RZM Motorsports, Razor Motorsports used to be the Aerox Motorsports, who won our British GT titles last year. Um, again, no strangers to us. Um, that was RZM Servi, Bobby, Phoenix. Um, they had GTR Ballistic in there as well. RZM Breeze um, among their drivers. Um, in third was AMR and Aspare, which featured AMR drivers um, as well as JSR Cell. Um, those were three cars were involved in the main battle. There was another JSR entry, um, which ended up, I believe they suffered a lag out and ended up down in, yes, ended up down in the lower position, um, because they suffered, well, they suffered a lot of lag outs and ended I was up. Say it had to be a lag out if they're down that low. Yeah, ended up parking the car, but, um, that featured, Red Bull Racing's Venom, um, JSR Craviator, and Somber Zoom. Again, not strangers to this show. <laughs> so uh, those overall positions are, I don't think they're likely to change, depending on steward review, because we still have a couple going on. Um, but I think I'm pretty safe in saying that's pretty much your um, finishing order right there for our 24 hours of Obama. What an awesome race and, it was, too. Yes, and one more thank you all for being patient with us. Um, there were a couple of delays um, relating to um, Forza glitches that we had to for, had to endure. Um, at one point, Lobby B was like an hour and a half behind. Yikes. Um, so thank you all for your patience. And um, if you want the um, racing to go smoother, please consider like offering to help us whenever we are running things like that because it takes a massive team behind the scenes to be able to make sure that these long endurance races like these um, run smoothly and on time uh, and we are essentially and, pr pretty much the only um, major force community doing them we are the only major force community doing them at least 24 hour ones yeah. that so I know arguably of arguably we are the only major force community um, uh, didn't say that. No, I know. That's what he said, arguably. Say that, oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, quickly moving on to stuff that we've got 
uh, coming up. IndyCar, Lewis. Yeah, a uh, small brief announcement was made last time on the show. At least I hope you guys did that on my behalf after I requested it. Um, we are going to be moving to two ovals onto the schedule, and we are looking to make those ovals spec tune. So anybody who's out there in the community who wants to help throw your hat in on tuning the cars or supplying tunes, please go ahead and drop me a message on the forums. And anybody who's going to get an up in arms now about spec tunes saying that we didn't agree to that, I posted a – I'm pretty sure I did it anyway. But I did contact everybody in the community, and they all seem to be very, very keen on spec tunes for ovals. So you had your chance to speak up. I don't want to hear it. That's all I got now for now. There you go. Speaking of ovals, um, our Tascar series has come to a close. Um, And I'm just waiting for the standings to load for me. Live on radio. Ha ha ha. Um, It was a very good season overall, despite all the various delays that we had to um, unfortunately put in place where Daytona ended up being our second round. So that was unfortunate, but we saw through um, coming home in the driver's championship by only two. I think it was only two points. Don't quote me on that. Hold on, let me confirm. Okay, a little more than two points with drive round. Anyway, um, coming home in the driver's championship was GTR Ballistic. Um, in second was AMS Mead 212. And in third was DR, DLR Overdrive coming home in third. Um, as far as the team championships go, virtu- Virtual Pure Tech Racing took the um, team title, followed by AX4X Recon, and in third was Nitro Motorsports. Um, the Privateers champion is your very own Jordan Groves here. Yay! Had you Matt's won... delighted because it was for Cyber Racing. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Yay! Um, have, you, have you now won all championships for Tascar now? Because so... I know you. Yeah, well, so you I, and I have I, won teams. Yeah, I know we, you won. we won teams with both with uh, Throwback Racing last year. I yeah. won the Rookie of the Year back in bloody hell, 2013, 2014. And then there was the Drivers' Championship in 2017. And now the Independence. So I've got mm-hmm. all four. Yay! <laughs> the man, the myth, the not so legendary Jordan Grimm. The British driver who weirdly is really good at ovals. <laughs> and also the right way up. Yes, yes. Yep. I haven't flipped in a while, actually. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> overall season eight, task car season eight, I think was a very big success. So expect season nine sometime early next year. Mm. Uh, we and I, I'm going to drop the season now. Things are going to be a changing. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Um. So menacing. There we go. Anyway, that could have been even more menacing as if it was said in the dark. We don't realise he sat. He sat there, stroking a, a cat and twiddling his moustache. I'm really glad you said a cat and a moustache. Anyway, wow. <laughs> okay, on that note, I think it's time to end the show. Don't you say that? Oh my my. Um, just a quick uh, shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Angus Fender. Uh, didn't have, unfortunately, after a pretty promising. Uh, British GT event for Century Motorsport and the BMW M4 GT4 at Silverstone uh, unfortunately was not classified at uh, Donington Park after uh, picking up some uh, some damage in the early part of the race uh, I'm not even sure he even got actually got into the car which is a real shame um, I don't believe he did which is a bit a real shame for him uh, hopefully yeah. better luck next time out uh, Angus and we look forward to welcoming you on uh, a future edition of the Toro Radio Show because it's always good to have, have mm-hmm. our uh, real racing driver friends on the show and of course if you are trackside for British GT and you see the number 43 uh, Century Motorsport uh, M4 GT4 do take snaps of it because it does have our rather wonderful Toro logo uh, on the side on the C pillar mm-hmm. um, and it's always nice to see yeah um, British GT this weekend are races this weekend at um, the Nurburgring GP circuit, which if you squint really hard, <laughs> kind of looks like Donington. Yeah, it could be Donington. I mean, they both have a hairpin. They, they go up a bit and down a bit and left a mm-hmm. bit and right a bit. That's all you need, really. Um, <laughs> so there's that. I like the uppy downy bit. Yeah, uppy downy bit. Um, yeah, goodness me. Anyway, and on that. Oh, uh, GT Cup. 
GT Cup is happening. On... GT Cup will be happening on Tuesdays, not the as advertised Thursdays from last month. Yes, we've had a bit of feedback and we've decided that Tuesdays is the way to go. That will then be followed by uh, Toro Carrera Cup uh, mm-hmm. later in the year as well. So lots to look forward to uh, in the next few months here at the Online Racing Association. www.racetoro.com for more information uh, on any of our race series. Head over also to our Twitter at TheReal underscore Tora. Uh, to drop us a message about anything uh, of any of the nonsense that you've heard uh, this evening. We do apologise. No, we don't. Uh, I've been Matt Hunter. Uh, ben has has returned from the 1950s. Uh, Jordan is still slowly making his way towards the east coast of the United States. Um, <laughs> and Lewis... We're keeping him away by going <laughs> really hard. And Lewis is busy building a seawall so that Jordan doesn't make it here. I was say, and, uh... It's going to be a beautiful seawall, believe me. And, oh, uh, no. And no, we are not doing that. No. And, uh, I just did. <laughs> and um, yes, and uh, Lewis is being watched by the government. Uh, and on that, on that. Oh, that's another story for another and on show. On that dubious bombshell, it's time for us to end. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.